Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you into the 9 o'clock hour. Giving away Kenny Chesney tickets later on this hour. Be listening for that. A four-pack of tickets to go see Kenny Chesney on March the 15th. Netflix, um, Netflix, be eaten there. What is I that? ate my whole chocolate. <laughs> I ate my okay. whole chocolate bar the Boy, the dice has really been coming up roses for you today, huh, <laughs> Mister Game of Fire? I completed a lot of tasks. I couldn't stop thinking about this chocolate bar after I started talking about you... rationing out one square of chocolate. Okay. So, I, of... so I ate the whole bar. How many of the tasks on your list are complete a segment on the radio? <laughs> Brush teeth. Ooh, piece <laughs> yeah. of chocolate dude, for completing that Dude, task. I'm not yeah. afraid to add stuff like that to my to-do list just to feel good about myself. No, get the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. There's something to be said for that. You shouldn't reward yourself with chocolate every single time. Well, especially you after you brush your teeth. <laughs> you know. This chocolate was a gift to myself, Sean. Okay. I, I, for, uh, <laughs> I was getting in segment, and Seth just starts staring at me with his look on his face, holding an empty chocolate wrapper. Like he just killed a deer or something like that. I just killed cancer is what I did. You did. It's All dark right. chocolate. Yep, That's you right. did. Yep, Seth had cancer when the show started, and now he's eating enough chocolate to squash all the cancer cells. Tell uh, you like Tom Brady's personal trainer there. You're going to see me within a week up and be like, oh, yeah. Seth Payne chocolate. You got cancer? I'll right. fix it. Right. There you go. Can I 100% cure your cancer? You bet. You bet. Send me your credit card information That's right. Now. That's right. And yeah. wait, there's more. You want some of this here concussion water? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Netflix. Speaking of quarterbacks, Netflix is dropping a docuseries shortly um, called Quarterback. This was the tweet yesterday, Ian Rappaport. Uh, Netflix is, pr- is announcing Quarterback, their newest docuseries. It followed Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota this season. This docuseries is the first project for Netflix and NFL Films, plus Omaha Productions and 2PM Productions, whoever that is. Um, Quarterbacks were mic'd up for every game. So that's my question. They were mic'd up for every game. Do we get any of the quarterback stuff outside of the building? That's one of my questions. But my biggest question is, okay, was the best they could do? Mahomes, I get. Mahomes is the MVP of the league. He's interesting. He's really interesting when he's drunk. His (laughs) wife and his brother are like both – 
They're something. Yeah. Whatever they are. They're on social media. They're there. And, yeah, Travis Kelsey is probably on it a bunch. Yeah. they're best buds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you're, you're following the guy who was the MVP of the league and went from, you know, was the MVP of the Super Bowl at the end of the year. That's a good one. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. Seth, get me excited about Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota in a documentary setting. Do you not remember the various viral videos of Kirk Cousins wearing guys' chains on the plane, uh, celebrating, like doing all that kind of stuff? Are you sure you're not confusing him with Taylor Heineke? No, they did it with Kirk Cousins. Did they? Too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Sean. I guess I didn't just don't think that everybody all looks alike for whatever reason. <laughs> well, that's, but that's uh, I never yeah. saw the Cousins videos. I saw the yeah. Heineke videos. I think it started with it might have started with Kirk Cousins and then moved on to Taylor. Well, it started with Ryan Fitzpatrick and then moved on to. to but it could be. But no. But uh, but that's fair. No, and and I should have known this. It could be a Washington thing. Right, it, it, it probably started with cousins in Washington, and if they did it with Fitzy, he was in Washington at one well, point, and Heineke yeah. was in Washington. I mean, it was with the Vikings this year, so it's been okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see know. cousins yeah. do it this year. I thought maybe. Yeah. So. Anyways, so sorry for interrupting you, getting me interested about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so I think there's a side of Kirk Cousins that, I, and then the other part of Kirk Cousins is he is he's di- he's wired a little differently. Like he's um, he's very into minimalism. And uh, like this boy, as I say this out loud, that doesn't sound like much <laughs> of a draw for scintillating. reality television. Yeah, boy. He's like, <laughs> now I can't he really wait. wants to pare everything down and uh, like lead as boring a life as possible. Yeah. But I do feel I feel like there for for some people there might be some life lessons in there. Like I've uh, I've read articles about him forever about it. He keeps a very tight budget. He drives like a ten year old car. They live. I think he and his wife when. When they were transition, when they weren't sure where they were going to be living, they lived at her parents' house, you know, like as he was making really good money and everything. So it's just a good, it's a good lesson for people to try to kind of keep your priorities away from the materialistic stuff. So he's probably, he might be, he might be one of these guys who's actually very interesting in interviews away from football if you get him on a philosophical side of things. But I don't know if that means like, you know, Box office appeal. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know either. And by the way, I'm looking at the – you're right. The pictures were from this season with him in the chains. If this version of Kirk Cousins shows up in the uh, documentary, which I would guess he would, right, if they were miking him yeah. up. It's from this season, so if he's mic'd up, if this one shows up, okay. I like that better than minimalist Kirk Cousins. Chained up, you know, chain, golden chain adorned Kirk Cousins. That I'm into. That, that, I feel like work. they could – I feel like these days you could probably – do a TV show like this almost just by having 10 Minnesota Vikings guys be like, Hey, listen, just take, just have your phone on cousins all the time. Yeah. Uh, and go up and ask him some questions and have some like, uh, pretend you're friends with them. And, uh, and then just send us the raw footage and like, whatever we use, you know, we'll pay you for a good chunk of it. And they could probably have, they could probably have some really good stuff there. Cause Kirk won't even realize he's on camera. They shouldn't have even told Kirk Cousins about this. They should have just caught up to 10 different, 10 random teammates. Like, listen, don't tell Kirk, but we're going to be monitoring him this entire season. Yeah. You'll get him on his film, like yelling at his dad about something. Yeah. You get all the really good stuff that, that he might censor himself if he knew the camera. Right, were on right. Him. And then the, the players are like, well, what do you plan on doing with this? Like nothing big. Don't worry about it. We're just going to play it on a small, app you may not you may not have heard it's called netflix it's fine it'll be fine kirk cousins the unauthorized doctor right unfiltered cousins unfiltered yeah Yeah. um okay this one's gonna be a little harder how do you get me excited about marcus Mariota in this docuseries i don't know if you read the article about him uh, from when he was a rookie but uh apparently he pushes chairs in and picks up teammates from (laughs) 
No, there was a really annoying article. I, I think remember it, was on it actually. Yeah. And it was basically like giving Marcus Mariota all of this credit for doing like what your average nice dude would do, which almost like ultimately ended up making – I felt like it was a disservice to Marcus Mariota and to NFL players at large because there were things like, yeah – if he gets up from a table, he pushes the chairs in. Uh, one time in college, a teammate of his called and said he needed a ride. So you know what Marcus Mariota did? He went and picked him up. Wow. Like, <laughs> all right. Awesome. Wow. What a saint. I, how low must you think of most NFL players to think that that's the bar? <laughs> okay. Like, that's the bar for being a servant leader. Here's yeah. the question. This is the question. After Marcus Mariota went and picked up his teammate, yeah. Did he roll a die and see if he could reward himself with chocolate after that? The square of chocolate. No, he doesn't even need to do that. <laughs> his reward is uh, a generous assessment of him by the Lord. For his fellow and, man. And uh, yes. that's what he does. Yeah, that's his little dopamine hit. Okay. Uh, it sounds like you can't make Marcus Mariota interesting to me, and I don't hold that against you at all because I don't find him to be interesting. Hell, he was a guy. He lost his – that one made the most interesting part. Mariota lost his job – Late in the season to Desmond Ritter. So I, if, on the Mariota parts, I'm going to fast forward till we get to him getting fired from his job, basically. Um, Seth, I've got five quarterbacks I would rather watch in this docuseries than the ones that they're giving us here. And you tell me if I'm off base on it. Serve them up. Okay. Number one, Mac Jones. Tennis boy, hissy fit, throwing Mac Jones. I want to follow him around. He got benched for Bailey Zappi this year. I would love to watch Mac Jones 2022 Throwing his little hissy fits at Bill Belichick. And he did it on the sideline. Remember he yelled at Patricia yeah. during the season this year, which, of course, they said was no big deal, all this, that. So it's amazing how the guys that seem capable of throwing hissy fits get caught more often doing things that should be considered no big deal. Right. Um, yeah, I would, uh, I would like that. Mac Jones. Now, unfortunately, this will never, ever, ever, ever be allowed by Bill Belichick. No. But that would be a good one. You'd Again, traded, this, is, yeah. this is where you go to, hey, 10 undrafted rookie free agents or guys that feel like they might be on their way out anyway. Just go ahead and, yeah, give me your iPhone footage of Mac Jones. Number two, guys I would rather see in this quarterback docuseries than Mahomes, Cousins, and Mariota, Zach Wilson. Zach yeah. Wilson, but I don't give a rat's ass about him getting benched this year and Joe Flacco playing instead of him. I want to watch Zach Wilson – go cougar slaying at various speakeasies in New York at night. What is there? You know, there was um, footage of Zach Wilson at one point. Somebody, so Zach Wilson is a Mormon, and he wasn't really raised super Mormon, uh, like practicing. (laughs) When he got to BYU. Apparently not. (laughs) Apparently. His mom's friends aren't, at least, allegedly. (laughs) Um, But then when he got to BYU, he kind of, you know, you realize, like, oh, okay, I better. Uh, people are looking at me as a role model. I'm going to be like Jim McMahon, you know, and uh, do the right thing here. Right. Um, but but there was one. There was a footage of him. Basically, somebody was heckling him at an opposing stands, and he said something about Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism. Oh you know, yeah. You know, yeah. back at the beginning, um, the polygamy was was kind of a thing right. with the Mormons. No longer since, but uh, but back in the day, and, and uh, Zach Wilson had a pretty good comeback, but it was something about, like, like uh, I think, like, jo- Joseph Smith slayed the ladies or something. Um, they might have used more colorful language than that, but basically they got that scrubbed from social media. Because BYU it was, did? What's that? BYU got it scrubbed? 
No, like Zach Wilson somehow oh, did. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because it was, uh, that wasn't the image he was trying to portray. Okay. But that's like Zach Wilson unfiltered. Yeah. Is that, yeah, you'd get some good stuff out of him. But also, because of that same dynamic, I don't think he wants to do it. Uh, next one, number three. Guys I'd rather see in this quarterback docuseries. Joe Burrow. I'd rather watch a Joe Burrow documentary. Joe Burrow seems cool. He is the, I think he, of all these quarterbacks, is the young burgeoning face of the NFL uh next to Mahomes you know Mahomes obviously is is the guy right now but uh Joe Burrow I like Joe Burrow I find Joe Burrow to be very likable and I'm guessing he leads a somewhat interesting life behind the scenes as a leader of a team plus he's on the cusp of getting a whole boatload of money and that's always fun to watch yeah yeah Yeah. Joe Burrow is uh and he's pretty popular with the ladies Yes. Is, uh, I don't know what his current – did he get married or something? No Does idea. He have, yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, that's uh, – he's – there's a lot of montages floating around right now that I see a whole lot of thirst on the timeline yeah. uh, from from women over Joe Burrow. <laughs> which figure. I honestly, I didn't see coming with him coming out of college. I didn't quite, I didn't quite see that. I feel like he's gotten just kind of quaffed up enough and, uh, like, he's got a little bit more – like color to his skin now on any given day that I feel like he just, he, 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 he flipped some switch and now all of a sudden the ladies are dying for him. Yeah. He got super rich too. Yeah. That, that that I was going to say, yeah. add the money and also the fact that he's good at his job, a yeah, very public yeah. job. And I, my guess is ladies, you can weigh in. Um, my guess is that being really good at your job of NFL quarterback probably takes you from say like a six to an eight and a half kind of thing. But it was that was my first thought. But then like one of the women that had retweeted this it said something about Joe Joe Burrow being so photogenic, and I, so I was looking at it and trying to analyze. I was like, yeah, that guy he's a he's a pretty photogenic dude. But it, like when you're a college kid and you got your bad college haircut, yeah. and you know you're you've got bags under your eyes like he did, and he probably wasn't eat probably wasn't eating as clean that might be the, the only he probably started eating clean so his skin kind of grew up and he didn't look like a yeah. like a teenage boy as much anymore yeah uh, so he's probably doing all right yeah joe burrow would be a good one joe burrow would be a good one um number four deshaun watson a deshaun oh, watson docuseries it's got to be so boring right now it would be you're right we're you're right we're a year yeah. late on it yep you boy it would have been great the, well okay what what would have been more interesting the year that he was getting into all the trouble or the year that he was fending off all of the legalities it would have been the time when Quincy Avery was reaching out to women to uh, ask for their website so he could prove to Deshaun's girlfriend that she was an actual massage therapist. That would have been that, a good episode. That was the interesting time and may have gotten to the root of all of um, uh, like uh, whatever Deshaun's motivations yeah. were and what have you. Yeah, that's still one of the more like the the strange aspects of this is just. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of strange aspects. Yeah, no, I don't want to see Deshaun Watson now. Not anymore. It'll be a whole lot of like him talking about being legendary and living on Legendary <laughs> Lane. Honestly, did you, did you hear? I want to be a legend. If and, yeah. you want it, just follow him on Instagram. The dude is just posting everything that he does and everywhere that he goes on Instagram again these days. Last one. Has he gotten baptized in the River Jordan? No. Lately, like no. now might have been a good time to go do it again. No. The poor advertisement for the River Jordan. I'll really tell you. is, and baptism in general. Go get baptized in the River Jordan, and then and then come back and do whatever yep uh number five quarterbacks i'd rather see in this docuseries Jameis winston Jameis win Jameis winston anywhere any yeah, press okay. conference any interview i would i would i would follow Jameis winston around myself uh now i know Jameis had some troubles as well back in the day he seems to have 
cleaned up his image and he's gotten, you know, his, his – Well, he quit drinking. That yeah. helps, yeah. I mean, that's basically – honestly, with Jameis Winston, a lot of it is not, – not as an excuse, but, like, there's a dude that just could not handle his liquor right. at all. Right, Um And, like, he recognized he had an issue and apparently – cleaned himself up from it and that's where you see though like because he's kind of go- he's very goofy sober yeah and you look at him and it's like a sloppy goofy when yeah. he's sober like eating the w and everything yeah and you look at him and you're like yeah that's a guy that should not be drinking heavily right. at all right. like right. definitely 100 not so yeah kind of goofy Jameis winston stone cold sober yeah. yeah i would like him i feel like if you go catch him like speaking to his church groups and everything there's probably a little bit of a jack easterby element there maybe so we're like man Whatever he lacks for in natural speaking ability, he is making up for in gusto. Big the time way that charisma. Jack Easterby did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or trying to be charismatic. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So those are my five. I, and I'll, I'll watch this thing on Netflix, uh, this quarterback thing. Uh, by the way, speaking of Matt Patricia, Ian Rappaport. Okay. Do you want to carrying the water for somebody? tweet from Ian Rappaport yesterday, Seth? I know that I know that Patricia's going to interview for a defensive coordinator's job. With the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos. Okay. This is Ian Rappaport's report of it. Uh, the Broncos spent today with an intriguing candidate for the vacant defensive coordinator job, <laughs> Matt Patricia. Sources yeah. tell me, and Tom Pelissero, the former Pats assistant, is, is in Denver speaking with Sean Payton today. Rex Ryan and Vance Joseph are also top candidates. Maybe not totally carrying water, but I think calling Matt Patricia an intriguing... The only thing that's intriguing about Matt Patricia is that his defenses have sucked the last three years. Well, say, like the last five years, other than last year when he was an offensive coordinator for some reason. Yeah. He's not been the steward of a good defense in a long, long time. It's intriguing, though. It is intriguing. You're talking about it. That's You're right. Where, this is where, well, Sean, I'm going to tell you right now. For, I'm going to get you me. ready. Yeah. When you take the LSATs, yeah. you got to be careful about stuff like this. Don't read because into you it read, so much, you yeah. read into yeah. whatever the word intriguing is in there. Right You're right. There. Like you kind of because uh, I did a few uh, sample LSAT problems last year. I can't even remember why. I think I was talking to Meltzer about it or something. And man, they do a number on you. Yeah, you're like they'll 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 ask you these questions, and you'll really think about it, and you'll give your answer, and then you read the correct one, and you're like, well, no, this is clearly an error. I dissected this, and my logic yeah. is flawless. And then they explain it to you, and it's like, no, like when when we wrote the word intriguing, yep. that doesn't automatically mean either approval or what have you. I know, you. They, I know. They, yeah. they get you. They figure out ways to to upend you with your own biases. It's, yeah. it's really. You know what? You and I are going to take a loss at, uh, LSAT prep. <laughs> okay. Together. I'll go on the dark yes. retreat. I'm not taking no. the damn LSAT with We're going to do a dark retreat and oh. then take the LSAT prep class, Sean. Okay. We owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the city of Houston to be crystal clear in our logic and in sense. Go into okay? our post-show meeting today and say, we got a big idea, Parker, and we think this is going to take the show to the next level. We're but we need take six the- weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thousands of dollars. <laughs> we need we need a 10-day. We're not going to half-ass it like Aaron Rodgers. Right. A four-day darkness retreat. Right. We're going to do a 10-day darkness retreat, and then we're going to go into an intensive LSAT prep class. Yes, yeah. And, boy, and, and, and man, is the show going to be so interesting afterwards. <laughs> when we get back. <laughs> and we start Seth and I we start dropping annoying gotcha logic parsing out every word of each tweet by yeah. its actual literal meaning yes all right uh pain and pendergast with you um we're gonna give away kenny chesney tickets uh this hour so be be tuned in for that between now and the the end of the show uh report card for the astros this offseason a former gm gives them a grade do we agree with this what i would say is a very middling grade for the astros offseason we'll talk about that next 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Jim Bowden is a former GM uh, in Major League Baseball, and he writes for The Athletic now. I like his stuff. Um, He gave report cards... Pretty detailed stuff. Uh, we'll net it out for you here. Uh, but he gave report cards to all 30 teams for their offseason. Seth, I don't know if you've looked at the grade that Jim Bowden gave the Astros. If you haven't, I, w- I will play the little game where you guess the grade that he gave okay. the Astros. Um, I think, okay, so Jim Bowden is, he's been around a long time, right? Yep. yep. He's going to classically have a knee-jerk reaction uh, that the Astros paid too much money to old guys. Mm-hmm. And yet... They and they lost Verlander. Um, I'm gonna say you gave him a B minus. Bingo! Oh ding, really? Ding ding! Yes. B oh minus. wow! Yeah, B minus. I wish I'd been a little bit more off because that sounds totally fake. Was the rationale exactly what um, what it, what I said? It was? Here's what he says: key takeaways, key takeaways. And I want to go somewhere with this after we read his key takeaways. Um, but the Astros lost Justin Verlander in free agency, but still have one of the top three starting rotations in the majors. Rookie Hunter Brown will be given every opportunity to make the rotation out of spring training. Worth noting here, this was obviously written before we knew Lance McCullers was going to miss the start of the season. Continuing, yeah. signing Jose Abreu to replace Yuli Gurriel at first base was a great move. Abreu should be good for 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. That's interesting because he only hit 15 last year and he played the full season. Anyways, um, he will benefit. Okay, he'll benefit from playing half his games at Minute Maid because of the short left field wall. Sorry, sorry about that, Jim. I should have kept reading. Um, and from the protection he'll get in what I believe is the best lineup in baseball. Key questions. Yeah. Key questions. 
Will the Astros be able to extend Kyle Tucker? Will Chaz McCormick become the everyday center fielder? Can Michael Brantley stay healthy? Those are the so basically their questions are essentially all three of their outfield spots right now have some sort of big picture questions surrounding them right now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, honestly, with where the Astros are, and you know, for what their goals have to be in the offseason, like it would be, it'd be really hard. It's uh, it's harder for them to get an A. In the it offseason. is, yes. You it's know, a great like point. The, yep. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of main, and that's why, look, Dana Brown. Just like James Click before him, but especially now Dana Brown. I think Dana Brown has a deceptively difficult task, which is maintaining a machine that's running the way it is as guys are now, you know, in line to get paid. And now, especially now you've got – it's almost – because you have an owner who aggressively wants to re-sign these guys, it's actually kind of tough as the GM to know exactly where you have to tamp the brakes and just say, hey, for the long-term good, we got to be careful about this. I think, look, Crane is obviously very savvy about all this, but it's just a, it's a, partic- it's a particular set of challenges with Dan- for Dana Brown. He is not going to get any flack at all for any of these signings in the offseason because he wasn't here for them. Um, I guess the, the real work for him begins now with – the pitching situation being what it is, I say situation because the Astros still have their 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 first four starters, even with McCullers injured, are still a, uh, an embarrassment of riches. Absolutely. Um, and then Hunter Brown is an X factor, but the, one of the things that's worked for you is having a bunch of stud pitchers. So how does he how does he handle this part of it? Um, what does he do at the trade deadline this year? Uh, you know, that's this is where we really start to judge Dana Brown. The renegotiations are awesome, but. Those those you don't genuinely don't find out about whether they were a good idea or not until several years down the road. Yeah, and if you're asking me, would they have signed Christian Javier to a five year, sixty four million dollar deal if they hadn't hired Dana Brown? If they were still operating with Jim Crane being yeah. the de facto GM with Bagwell as his consigliere, I would have said, yeah. They, I mean, they they did a three year, thirty four million dollar deal for Rafael Montero. They did the three years, sixty million for Jose Abreu. They did all those deals, the Brantley deal. They did all those deals without a GM. So I yeah. think they still. Good point on Dana Brown. Like he is still way, way TBD. I, I, I think your first point about it being almost impossible for them to get an A is spot on. Because I think if I ask myself, okay, what could the Astros have done better to where they get an A this offseason? Yeah. Um, they weren't going to make any big trades. They don't have a ton of holes on this team. Um, I think the only thing that would have gotten them an A would have actually been something that's detrimental long term, which would be sending them sailing into the luxury tax. Like, yeah, if they re-sign yeah, Verlander, yeah, yeah. if they re-sign Verlander and they get Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez extended, they probably get an A. But guess what? Then their payroll is like $250 million, you know? You know, it's, um, I, like, I don't want to be, this, this might sound a little too Pollyannish. I, I still don't know how you use that phrase, but I'm going to say it. Um, is that sometimes, being able to spend heavily into the luxury tax or the uh, competitive balance tax, whichever your league calls it, can be more of a detriment than anything. Because I think, like with the Yankees, I can't, with each passing year, I feel like even though the Yankees have had to get a lot better about not just spending exorbitantly as their way of winning, I feel like at some point it becomes too much of your go-to that you can kind of you can get yourself out of uncomfortable situations by just spending more money than everybody else that if you don't manage that right 
it it gets you to a certain spot, and then it and it, there's a glass ceiling. Like you lose something in the culture or the resourcefulness, what whatever it is. Like it, with the Patriots on the football side of things, I think the Patriots keep certain parts of their organization intentionally sparse. I think because of that, like you want to always have sort of a certain a resourceful mentality yeah. to things. And I, I didn't, you never want to get to that spot. So I think that like managing it and not wanting to get too aggressively into the CBT at any point, it makes sense. Not just from a not just from a money making standpoint, but from a, like a, the the culture of the organization. Yeah, too. like the Met, dude. The Mets payroll is like three hundred ninety million. Like it's not yeah. an exaggeration. Oh, now you can go. I mean, if you like, if you go full bore like the Marlins, you can buy a championship. Yeah, but it's uh, but long term. I don't know if it's the best strategy. Well, I think this is how the Mets are going to be long term. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, we just went and bought all a bunch. We we, we gave this guy forty million and this guy forty million and this guy thirty million, and we're going to go find more guys to give thirty million to because our owner doesn't give a rat's ass about the competitive balance tax. Yeah, and you wonder too. Like, so how does that age? Even though he can afford it. Like, how does it age when a, when a championship feels like it's bought? Then it's, I, I don't know if it, like, it, like, it certainly wasn't the answer for, like, creating super loyal baseball fans in South Obviously Florida. Obviously in South Florida. You know? No, yeah. no, no. I think, I think there, is a, there is an off-putting thing about the Marlins championships in 97 and again in 2003 because immediately after those championships, they tore it back down to the studs. They didn't even try. They, 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 yeah, they just, I just... mean, they, they won the World Series, and a month later, Moises Alou is a Houston Astro. You know, yeah. like, yeah. like they, and, and that, he wasn't the only one. Kevin Brown went to the Padres. You know, like, it, the list is long of guys that just, they just shipped them all out and pared it back down to a, you know, back then, probably like a $20 million payroll. Hey, did you know that the Moises Alou urinating on his hands to soften his calluses actually is, uh, uh, according to some people, not actually that big a deal that it's, uh, yeah, that it's, freaks. Well, one of our listeners said that. So I was like, and he's like, seemed like a non crazy dude. So I, um, so I looked it up and yeah, like, so Moises Alou wasn't like, stop talking about it. Like it was okay. some weird thing. He was just not to mention he'd come from South Florida. He probably learned it on the beaches there. Probably kid probably got stung by a jellyfish or something. Okay, he's okay. like, Oh, maybe it works on calluses too. By not so weird. Do you mean that it's. Like if I ask ten people here at Odyssey and the, whole, the next ten people to walk by, I ask them if they do this. Like nine are going to say, "Oh yeah," like putting Have on you deodorant. Ever urinated on your hands, or like not weird in that it, there's you know kind of like foot fetishes like they're a little weird but we understand a lot of people have them and there's clubs for them and corners of the internet where those people can congregate and things like yeah, that. how weird is weird what percentage like how far out on the bell curve are you for it to be like weird weird like there's kind of weird like okay like okay you find feet you're into feet like in more than just like oh that's a lovely feet what percentage of the people have a enough. foot fetish probably yeah you think? i think it is you know what you know where the root of that is apparently what's that Somebody on the text line, one of you foot weirdos, tell me. Um, <laughs> uh, the area in your brain that's close to the one that basically controls and interprets erogenous zones okay. is like right next to where your foot your foot center is. Okay. So there's a little bit of like easy geographical drifting between neurological impulses and everything up there. I so will it's like, say that's the, why it does it. Like that's why it like of the things that aren't common, that's yeah. seemingly one of the more common things. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the comfort of my own feet drives my mood greatly. Like if I have comfortable shoes on or you know like I yeah. like I that uh, but I but I don't I, I don't congregate in the foot fetish corner of the universe. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, I'm just saying as far as the zone, yeah, <laughs> you you're right. That's not you erogenous. Don't, 
Yeah. You don't show up on the message board and no. be like, so how do you guys feel about shoals? Yeah. Do you like right, shoals? Right. Yeah. Have you I seen my... one of those things at the drugstore where you, they measure your feet. and uh, See yeah. my hey dudes? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys had success with any of these? Oh, it feels like I might be on the wrong thread right. here. Um, and there's like, a, there's like a subtext going on talking about me. Like, did you see the loser that has clothed feet on this thing? <laughs> um, as I was uh, joking around a little bit earlier about... You know, maybe becoming a charlatan who sold cancer cures based on eating dark, dark chocolate, <laughs> right. possibly preventing cancer. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know. Like, tell, tell me if I should get indignant about this or not. Okay. I hate being that guy, but guys, the cure for cancer joke with dark chocolate was very disrespectful, especially for those who have lost loved ones to chocolate. <laughs> a cure joke is very insensitive. I love you guys, but that was too far. He got me on that one, too, because our... Um, <laughs> Our text system, the way it shows up on our computer, chops it up. chops up the text. It's infuriating. So I read the first part where it ended with disrespectful. I was like, oh, come on. So I was getting all ready to fire up like, yeah, my dad died like three weeks ago and I'm making cancer jokes, okay? Um, but no, it was just actually a very well-crafted little uh, uh, troll of a joke there. That's good a good buddy. warning to people, though, like about how our text page works. Like, hey, if we reply and sometimes you're like, hey, that doesn't seem like a... An appropriate level of anger for the reply, we blame the text page. It chops up. Yeah, it chops up. That's a funny text, too, by the way. <laughs> it's really funny. Also, somebody else is saying that urine doesn't work on jellyfish things. That's an old wives' tale. Right, but I don't. Like, okay, go tell it to Moises Salou. Good right. luck with that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, sorry like, to be insensitive to Moises Salou, but right. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry he finished top five in the MVP the year that he got here, peeing on his hands. All right, um. Final segment coming up. Hey, Kenny Chesney tickets coming in the next segment. So be listening. Sometime in the final segment of the show, we will uh, we will be giving away Kenny Chesney tickets. We'll find out what John and Landry have going on on In the Loop as well. Stay there. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. We're going to give away some Kenny Chesney tickets. Uh, oh. The text. I'm so glad, glad, Seth, you brought up gamifying your life earlier today and the reward that you give yourself when you are able to. You accomplish something, but then you don't automatically treat yourself to something. You roll a die, and if it comes yeah. up one or two. Yeah. So if you accomplish something, you have a 33% chance of getting rewarded, basically. Right, right, yeah. And it's, and it's randomized, too. The worst, though, is sometimes, like, I'll have my to-do list, and, like, I'll, do, I'll just be, like, Okay, I'll, I'll complete something on my to-do res- list. I'll roll the die, and it comes up four, five, six, whatever. And then, but I'll go on a bad luck stretch to where, like, you know, I'll go ten in a row without being rewarded. Uh, and it starts. To, I start to get very frantic. Yeah. So I start like completing. I'm like searching out the easiest tasks on my to-do list and doing them, and then rolling. I'm almost like a. I'm like one of those cocaine addicted rats that you see in the studies that keep hitting the hitting the lever over and over and yes. over again. That's me. Like I gotta pay a bill. Okay, I paid a bill. Roll the dice. Oh crap! I gotta go make the bed. Ah! Oh son of a! I gotta go call my mom. Mom, how you doing? Good. Okay, cool. Love you. Bye. Check. Ah! <laughs> you start doing mundane tasks. <laughs> Why is he shuffling a bunch of papers over there? Is he my, my mom talking to my stepfather like, oh boy, Seth must have, Seth must be on a bad die run right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got another classic 20-second angry Seth. Right. Mom. All of a sudden, calling me is accomplishing something. <laughs> yeah. He must need chocolate. Um, so you read this text uh, last segment off the trailer, wheel, and frame text page. Two five one five. So Seth reads this text. I hate being that guy, but guys, the cure for cancer joke. We were joking that dark chocolate is a cure for cancer. The cure for cancer joke with dark chocolate was very disrespectful, especially to those who've lost loved ones to chocolate. He got me. That was good. He got me too, man. I was getting like really indignant. I was like, oh come on, guy. Yeah. And then I saw the chocolate. Well, he's lucky I read all. He's lucky I read all the way to the. <laughs> The end. If it was social media, I wouldn't have read all the way to the sentence. End of the sentence. Follow yeah. up. Follow up text to that from nine three nine six. You guys, you guys, the chocolate joke was too far. I actually have had several loved ones drown in a chocolate factory. It. it uh, you know, when we read that during the break, and I gotta tell you. I, I was pretty amazed by your knowledge, even though you didn't know squat about Kirk Cousins' uh, social media hijinks <laughs> right, earlier in right. the show. Yep. If something you should have known. Big time. Um, I messed that, up. Uh, you pulled Augustus Gloop right out of your butt. Hell like yeah, you, man. Like you had rescued him from a river of chocolate. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to reach through my screen or through the pages of my book and rescue that poor fat kid. Uh, uh, Augustus yeah. Gloop. I was like, who's the kid that drowned in uh, the chocolate factory? Augustus Gloop, baby. Yep. Did he drown or did he get what No, no, no. It? He fell into the river. He was getting greedy. He was scooping the chocolate water up in the chocolate river in Willy Wonka's yeah, factory yeah, by hand. Yeah. yeah, he was gamifying. He was gamifying. He was just rewarding himself for something. <laughs> he had done. He he had he he was able to 
walk down the hallway without breathing heavy, and so he was <laughs> rewarding himself. He was able to eat meat without sweating for a day, so he was rewarding himself gonna... with, with chocolate water, and he fell in and got sucked up a pipe yeah. uh, into presumably some incinerator or something like that. Yeah. So. I think um and then but then I asked you like about the glass elevator. The sequel book to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And you started pulling out the the cast list of that book. Well, it wasn't a cast it, list, it was the evil creatures they found in outer space called Vermicious Canids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz I guess Charlie was the main character. Yeah, right? yeah, Charlie. What's a Vermicious Canid? It's a, they if I recall the pictures they look like kind of like snakes, but they're in outer space. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Augustus Gloop kid, I was curious. I was gonna, I'm was i going to go look back at a, at a picture from that movie because you know what happens a lot of times. The, the fat kid, as he was portrayed back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, yeah. um, was actually looks like the average kid these days. <laughs> like you go back and you're like, oh, that fat kid just looks like every kid I know. <laughs> like, what the hell? I, uh, I think, man, we've gotten fat. I think, uh, I think Augustus Gloop was actually pretty sloppy for back he, Yeah, I think the yeah. Glooper was pretty fat, if, if I remember correctly. I would do, yeah. it, I would crush in a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory trivia contest. I'm telling you right now. Like, it's, I, I know it's an odd combination of things that I know a lot about, but yes, if you, if you get a WWE question, a Sopranos question, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you are all set with me. You know, it's like fishing is yeah. to John Lopez, basically. Uh, <laughs> you know, right. you know what though? It's hard to find. Um, hey, John. It, uh, it's, sorry, uh, sorry, I'm distracted. I'm trying to find pictures from the original. No, Charlie I like and listening the to you factory. talk, Seth. <laughs> but the uh, the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's like all uh, on the internet. Like all the pictures have been usurped by that fraud Johnny Depp edition. Oh, of it. the worst. Yeah, 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 no. That was a bad version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, no, Gene Wilder is uh, rolling over in his grave. Is Gene Wilder still with us, or is he? No, he died. He did? Okay. He's super dead. Okay. has a couple years now. <laughs> He's not he just think dead. It funny. He's become more and more dead through the years. I'm going to tell you something about uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder together in those franchises of movies. I almost broke up with a young uh, future Brandy Payne once because – she was so disrespectful that she would, um, when we were engaged, we were still, we were living in sin, kids. I'll, I'll admit it now. But um, <laughs> sometimes during football season, I, I, she would wake me up at like 11 p.m. Like I'd go to bed early because I had to get up early to work on everything. And she would be laughing so loud at stir crazy. Yeah. Like from the living room that it would wake me up. Yeah. And I'd have to, I was like, can you freaking tone it down a little from this 30-year-old movie? She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then like 20 minutes later, bah! It's funny. That was my first R-rated movie I ever got to go to was Stir Crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Those, were, those two were quite the they were quite the uh, They were quite the team. They were quite the team. Let's, uh, let's quickly give away these Kenny Chesney tickets here. Uh, March 15th is the date. 713-572-4610 is the number. Caller number five is the winner, or will be once they call in. Uh, but Kenny Chesney, March 15th, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, four-pack of tickets, and we'll be giving these away throughout the rest of the day. We won't. Seth and I will be gone in the next five minutes here. But John Lopez and Landry Locker will for a couple. We sure as heck will. Yep, 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock hour, and then 3 and 5 o'clock for uh, Clint Sterner and 
the show. The Drive, of course, is uh, is the name of that show. So, hi, John Lopez. How are you guys We're good. today, man? We're good. We're good. Now, you're talking about Willy Wonka, not the Johnny Depp stuff. Yeah, no, screw That's Johnny fascinating. Depp. fascinating. Yeah. I've watched that movie a lot, but not to the degree of... Give me that. It was my favorite book as a kid, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The movie's a little different. They took some liberties with the movie, but I don't have big issue with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that I remember reading that book a few times. Yep, both uh, both of them. Yeah, that was a good. Those were good books. He wrote James and the Giant Peach too. The mm-hmm. author of that he did one. he did yeah. Well, that was just a big old LSD fantasy, right Dude, there. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, he's on something now. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> he took it a little far. <laughs> yeah, I learned about LSD in second grade reading James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening with you, my friend? Oh man, uh, all kinds of stuff is happening. I got some hot tamales today that was a big uh, hot hot uh, button and no pun intended hot issue. tamales the candy or yes the, yes oh, the okay. candy because you're you're not afraid to bring in actual tamales either. no no i bring in tamales yeah not did landry did landry think that hot tamales are a bad choice as a candy? Uh, not only landry but clint sterner and ron the show hughley i said my favorite candies were starburst hot tamales and the orange slices, you know, the, the candy orange slices. Oh, yeah, like they're, they're covered in sugar. Yeah. Like you You're just, uh, you like pure sugar, basically. Yeah. Basically, I like that soft, mushy candy, not so much chocolate bars. And I got yeah. I got torched. However, the texters uh, came uh, to my defense. A lot yeah. of I would say, you know, John, for me, I like hot tamales, but only in the movie theater. That's yeah. Like, uh, there's a few yeah. candies like that Junior I Mints. only really like in they're a movie theater. They're refreshing. Junior Mints. Yeah. Yeah. Snow caps. Yeah. Uh, only in the not movie. Not a big snow I'm not either, but only in the movie. Raisinets. Yeah. I only eat those at the movie. Well, raisinets in your popcorn. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good call, Seth C. Payne. Nice job. Nice job. So they were, uh, they were sullying the good name of uh, Hot Tamales, eh? They were, and okay. uh, and I was quite hurt. I was uh, It hurt inside. Hurt so much, you went and bought some and brought and it Lander in. And Lander got them for me. Oh, he did? That How was nice that? of him. How okay, that was a nice gesture. Oh, yeah, a kind exactly. gesture by him. Are you going to cook off? We're we're uh, going back and forth. Okay, because I'm going Saturday night. I got tickets for Saturday night. So you are going, but they, but Saturday night is like zooey. Yeah, Woo. we're going on Friday. We're going tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So we're 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 arguing about it right now. We're, okay. We'll see how we feel Saturday okay. afternoon, uh, or maybe we'll go a little earlier. We can be the old people. Yeah. yeah. Go, go at three o'clock. Yeah. Leave at five. Yes. <laughs> John, now that. that you're. Now that you're an inside the looper in the looper, mm-hmm. um, do you guys are you like Ubering everywhere or what do you do? Oh my gosh, it is so it's it's a life changing. I, I Ubered to the Houston Sports Award. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. walk. It was like less than a mile away, but uh, we were in dress shoes and stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know we were talking about a concert at Minute Maid Park coming up. I'm like, well, hell, we'll just walk. It's a life changing experience. It's life changing. Yeah. It's awesome, and, and everything's yeah. like an eight dollar Uber ride. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty it's, reasonable. It's incredible. Can't yep. believe I didn't I, do it sooner. Yeah, I got my Uber driving uh, Uber rating back up. By the way, Sean. Oh, where are you we now? Had, we hadn't updated the listeners on that in a while. Yeah, how, I don't, I'm back up to where I'm not embarrassed by it anymore. Okay. And uh, a couple of Uber drivers told me exactly where I went wrong. It was a, it was a mass policy based thing. <laughs> I love that you've been doing was, film work on your Uber was, I did. I was get, I was soliciting feedback yeah. from. Uh, it, it, I think it was a combination of a mask policy thing, and then also sometimes I just try too hard. Not so much yeah. an Uber driver as a psychologist. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Quickly, three bullet points. What's going on on the show today? Uh, well, uh, Landry said he's got two nightmares, like literal nightmares that had to do with the Texans. Okay. Uh, so interested in that. Yep. Uh, oh, we're going to be doing some serious height shaming. Oh, okay. Height shaming. A good staple on a show uh, yeah, with two nothing, fairly tall nothing individuals. Nothing like making yes. fun of short people. Yep. Uh, so Figgy may have to uh, you know, recuse himself. Uh, or grow some thick skin. Uh, from from yeah. that conversation. Yep, yep. Is Figgy uh, short? 
Never noticed. <laughs> is he black? <laughs> is he not? How tall is Figgy? Five, five, five four. Sounds about right. Mm, something yeah. like that. He's short. Yeah. Yeah. He's shorter than I thought. I thought and he was shorter than I Sorry. Five, five three. He just said he, he just poked his head in. Five three. He's five three. Five three. Yeah. Five three, but he carries himself like he's seven yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what. There's something about confidence and charisma that goes a long way. I would have never guessed five three. All right. We've already eating into uh, In the Loops time. Antibodies. I'm eating into hot tamales. To you. Okay. Antibodies <laughs> and tamales to everybody. Thank you very much. Gene Wilder passed away from a lethal dark chocolate overdose. Text to the text page. <laughs> See you tomorrow at 6 a.m., everybody. Antibodies to you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.